Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Hello, high-tech freedom listeners. Well, today's guest is Dan Cassetta, and I think you're going to enjoy this episode. So I met Dan many, many years ago, my very first sales job while, while I was still in college, and he is still in that business, and he's been training thousands and thousands of early career sales reps over the years and is now a public speaker, a coach, an entrepreneur. People that have come out of his organization have gone on to be the CTO of Facebook. Um, He gave an example of a real estate agent that sold $940 million of homes in a year. You can imagine that commission check. But really pay attention to the three or four traits that he talks about that really set some of those top salespeople apart from the rest of the pack. Enjoy the show. All right, Dan, welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. Hey, Chris. Thanks a lot for having me on as a guest. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm thrilled. It's uh, so nice to catch up. It's been a long time. I don't even want to say how long, but uh, uh, it's great (laughs) to see you. And by the way, you haven't changed. You look, for the people that are only on audio, you look exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. You you might not say that if you're here live, but who knows? Fair enough. The power of video, right? (laughs) Well, Dan, let's jump right into it. You know, you've been doing what you're doing, working with Cutco and Vector for a long time, I think maybe 30 years. Yeah. And you've been working with entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople. Um, I mean, how many many salespeople would you say have come through your program, either working directly uh, for you or just as part of your team? Yeah. I mean, directly in my sales office in San Jose over the years, um, I would have had about 8,000 sales reps that went through training. 8,000. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you count my organization, it's a whole lot more than that. It's probably closer to 80,000, but uh, directly in my own sales office, about 8,000 over a period of a couple of decades. Wow. That is incredible. I mean, that is so many people that you must have touched over the years. Yeah. I mean, it's been amazing. You know, we recruit young people and we recruit them for sales. And so that's sort of a double whammy of difficulty in trying to keep them around for a while. I'd certainly say like 20% of people just give up right away. Yeah. But uh, but then you know how it is. Some of them work for a few weeks. Some of them work for uh, one summer with us. And then at the end of every summer, we try to corral the top 10 or 20% of them and uh, put them into a program called the Leadership Academy, where we develop them towards a leadership role the next year. And then a lot of them have that chance to be in some type of leadership position or management role uh, as they advance with us. And then some like me decide after college that, uh, you know, I kind of like it here. I'm going to stick around. Yeah. Well, and you've done really well. I mean, you performed at the highest level. So um, I think you have a lot to share with uh, all those people by sticking around. In fact, you know, I was thinking, I was trying to remember when we first met, because, right, I did the Cutco uh, thing. And I think when I first started college, 
I guess I was coming down to maybe a management development program, working in the San Jose office there with Filippo Mancini. And yeah, I remember, uh, you know, I, I was joking about how we used to pull out all of the different tapes, the Zig Ziglar tapes, the Brian Tracy tapes, and we'd start splitting them up amongst people. And maybe we were recording a few of them because you know, we couldn't afford to buy them all ourselves. Yeah, that's right. But that was such an impactful time for me, for somebody that never sold anything before. I mean, really, that's, that was my start in, in a sales career. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it is for just about everybody that starts with us. Um, they, uh, they get their first taste of selling and uh, some of them decide they're going to continue in some avenue of sales and uh, others move on to other things. But whatever they're doing, they're involved in selling something, whether it's selling their ideas or you know building rapport and selling themselves in a way or just influencing people in general on a regular basis, right? Uh, I mean, you have kids and Right. That parenting is like an 18 year long sales presentation, right? Yeah, it sure is. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> well, so Dan, after doing this for 30 years, I imagine you, you've had salespeople come through and now they're all grown up, right? They're maybe they're off doing other things, uh, maybe incredibly successful. Um, any any interesting stories that you might want to share? Yeah, there certainly are a lot of great ones. My my probably my like proudest sort of uh protege, I guess you could say. Uh, is a guy named John Berghoff. And he started with us when he was 17 years old. And as an 18-year-old, broke an annual sales record with our company, Mm. competing against all of the full-time salespeople nationwide. As a student, he outsold everybody and set a record. And he's gone on to do some really incredible things in the space of of leadership development. And what he teaches people uh, is just so inspiring and so valuable. I had uh, a young guy named Andrew Bosworth come in to work with me. Um, he worked for two summers, was a rep one summer, an assistant manager. After that, then he went to work at Microsoft. And while he was at Microsoft, uh, he had graduated from Harvard. Mm. While he was at Microsoft, he got a call that was something along the lines of, uh, hey, Boz, this is Zuck. And uh, we just started this little company down here. Uh, it's called The Facebook. that was the original name right and uh you know we want you to come work with us and you know boz ended up getting recruited to come down to facebook in the very early days and was their director of engineering responsible for building out their engineering team did a lot of recruiting and training of their uh you know and, and and managing of the engineering team he invented newsfeed literally he invented newsfeed oh wow um and uh now he's the cto at Facebook all these years later. So yeah, that's, he must, he must, he must be doing pretty well. That's incredible. Do you, do you <laughs> have you been able to stay in touch with him? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what is he, when he looks back on his uh, Cutco days selling knives, you know, what does he say about it? Yeah. Well, you know, he, um, I've had him on my podcast, which features all the, the alumni of uh, Cutco Vector. And um, one of the things I remember that he said was that it was the first place where he learned the direct correlation between attitude and outcomes mm. and that it's not outcomes that create your attitude, but it's your attitude that leads to your outcomes. And um, that was one of the insights I can remember him sharing during our, our podcast interview. You know, that is, uh, that is such a powerful topic. And I recently was having that same conversation with another guest, it, like in the tech world, right? So a lot of, the, a lot of my listeners, they're selling software, they're selling hardware. And, you know, I'm a sales leader and sometimes you'll have a, a, a rep uh, who has a territory and for whatever reason, 
they just feel like it's 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 a rough territory. There's just not enough accounts. Um, there's not enough addressable market to be successful. And then they leave. And then a new person comes in, totally different attitude, totally different perspective. And all of a sudden, they have all these new opportunities, all these new deals. And it wasn't the customers that changed. It was just simply the perspective and the attitude that changed and how they approached their business. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're seeing that now with the pandemic. The pandemic has made things more difficult for many people in many places. And the way I view it is the opportunity that everybody has might be a little more scarce, but it's still there and it's still big enough to do great. And it just takes somebody with the right mindset and aggressiveness going after it to be able to create the results that they want. And in my organization, I always tell people, Chris, that a good territory is a territory with a good person operating in it. That's what makes a good territory, Yeah, right? Yeah. No, that's words of wisdom there. Well, so uh, Dan, you mentioned your podcast. What is, uh, what is it called? Yeah. It's Changing Lives, Selling Knives. And it's all about all of the people who sold Cutco knives when they were 19, 20 years old and have gone on to do amazing things in the world and are truly like changing lives through the influence that they have on the world. It's sort of a 50-50 mix between current Cutco vector leaders, like I've tried to shine the light on all the current uh, leaders and achievers in the company, and then the alumni group that we have out there that's a, a truly remarkable alumni group. So just for example, I mentioned Boz mm -hmm. um, you know, at, uh, at Facebook. Michael Cassetta would also probably interest some of the tech group. Uh, he worked with us for about 12 years. So he wasn't just a you know one or two summer kind of guy, but worked in New York City. And then he decided to make a move to come to Silicon Valley and he connected at uh, Square. Mm. He became the global head of sales oh, wow. at Square and then ultimately left Square uh, to go work with Compass. Uh, real estate for a while. Mike Arietta is another alum of Cutco Vector who was one of the, the uh, VPs at DocuSign mm. and helped build DocuSign from being, you know, just a tiny company into, you know, the the world leader in in its field. Yeah, definitely the standard. Yeah, yeah. I had another guy who worked with me for two summers while he was in college who got into real estate, residential real estate, nothing high tech, fairly simple you know, sales path, except for the fact that now this guy has turned into the number three realtor in the United States last year, sold $939 million Oof. last year in 2021. The big commission check. Yeah. It's over $20 million in personal income um, that he achieved uh, in, uh, 2021. Exactly. So, and that's here in Silicon Valley area. Yeah. You'd probably get, you'd probably guess it was here. I mean, where every house yeah, yeah. is three or $4 yeah. million. Dollars. And that was just four houses, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are just a few stories and there's, uh, many, many others. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I wanted to break in with a quick commercial. During the podcast, we sometimes talk about how to invest those hard-earned commission dollars so that you can build that freedom we are all working towards achieving. Now, I built that through 20 years of real estate investing. Now, recently, my team helped me put together a webinar on how top sales pros can create passive income and achieve financial freedom with hands-off real estate investing. 
Now, I'm still doing this. And as I continue to invest, I'm giving opportunity for others to learn and invest alongside of me. So if you want to learn more, go check out our webinar at hightechfreedom.com forward slash webinar. That is hightechfreedom.com forward slash webinar. We will also put the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. When you think about the the reps that have come through that have done really well, you know, is there are there some traits that stand out that really set maybe the top 10, 20% from the rest of the, the pack? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I, I think that first off, all of the reps that do well have very clear goals or objectives. They're not just here to try to like do the best I can or, you know, try to uh be be process oriented in the long run. I think process orientation is good for a lot of things when you're new, but if you want to be successful in the long run, you have to be goal oriented, objective oriented. So they have clear objectives that they want to achieve and and they're very high objectives in most cases and that provides a measuring stick for them of how they're doing. It gives them feedback, you know, weekly, monthly and an, in longer term uh, sense as well of how they're doing and what they need to do to get better. That's a key thing that stands out to me first is is goals. I would add here uh, next, I would say, is that they connect really well with people. So they become experts at not just meeting people and networking, but connecting. It's a deeper interaction than just a networking sense. I was always taught that the purpose of networking is to find out what you can do for others, not what others can do for you. And if you become somebody who adds value everywhere you go, all around you, you develop much stronger and deeper connections. And that's one of the things that we try to teach people, right? Is how can you be of value? How can you be of service? How can you develop that mentality that I'm here to help the customer to get what they want? I would say that uh, influence is a key factor for sure. I mean, you have to be good at closing the sale, right? I mean, in, in any industry and in sales that you've worked with, Chris, you know, how much money do people get paid for the sales that they almost make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, zero. Yeah, zero. Exactly. Right. And it's one thing to be good at talking and presenting, but it's something entirely different to be good at helping the customer get past that moment of hesitation and actually say, okay, yes, I'll do this. And what's cool with Cutco is people get a chance to practice this with like a very short cycle, one hour, 90 minute, right? $300, maybe $3,000 at the most type of sale. And so they get a chance to get a lot of yeses, but it helps you see though, how to get people past that hesitation to say, yes, you have to be good at closing, right? Great salespeople obviously are also, you know, very hard workers. Um, They're willing to take the action that a lot of people don't take. You know, they they're, they put that effort in, um, which is certainly is a key part of success in anything. You know, the, the sort of hustle and grind mentality, I don't think is super healthy in the long run for people. But in anything you do when you're new, it absolutely matters. Um, putting in a high level of effort just to accelerate your learning curve. And all the successful people I've seen do that. And then in the long run, I think they keep working on their craft. Mm-hmm. They, they've never arrived, right? They're always working on their craft. They, they role play with each other. Like they practice like, hey, let me, let me try this out on you. Pretend this is the customer situation. And they craft their words to be the right words that resonate 
with, with most customers so that they get really good at that. And then, then I'll say last, Chris, on the successful people that I've worked with, there is absolutely no doubt that positive attitude is a huge factor in success. Successful people are always viewing challenges in a positive way from a context of their normal ups and downs are normal. What can I learn from this? Where's the gift? They're always expecting that the answers are out there as they continue to seek them. They'll find them and they'll get over this challenge. They'll get over the hump. They'll be great. They have a desire to be great. Um, and they just carry themselves in a way that's different than many other people on a day-to-day -day basis. And it just it's more fun to be around people like that. And uh, I think people live better lives when they have that sort of mindset. So yeah, th that would be, that would be the package I think I see in a lot of the best salespeople. Well, boy, I think I, I, I captured, I think that was six or seven things. We could, we could do an episode on each one of those. I mean, that's easily, you know, the, the one that I do want to go back to though, for a moment is the, uh, the taking, the taking action. And, and I, I do appreciate your, your point about, you know, the grind, you can't do that forever. It's not healthy, but like, if you're an early career rep, maybe you're starting a new job, the ability to go fast early on and really put in that extra effort and accelerate your onboarding and accelerate your learning and accelerate your performance, it has such a big impact on everything else that you end up doing in that role. At least that's been some of my experience and what I've seen from other people. And you know, once you get over that hump, um, the job can get easier. You can start working more efficiently. But I think back to my very first job in tech sales. I was down in Pleasanton, California. I would try to get to the office, be the first one there. I would come home and I would study the material at night. And, you know, I was so hungry in that first 90 days to over, just over deliver, just overperform. Whatever they said, this is what you had to do. How could I go do 25% more than that or double it if, I, if, if that was possible? And what I found out happened over time was I, my knowledge just exploded that much faster. And, and when it came time for opportunities to be promoted, opportunities to go to a different group, you know, I was right there on the top of the, uh, top of the list. And I got a lot of that hustle from my first sales job at Cutco. Right. Yeah. I mean, certainly the, the higher you can build the, your floor of achievement earlier in your career, the more there's sort of a multiplier effect that builds on top of that. And so my, my advice to anybody who's young, particularly if they're single, right, is like, just be willing to put in the effort when you're new. Uh, it, if you have a vision of where you're going uh, and there's a big enough upside in what you're doing, it's typically going to be worth it. And I know your, your podcast is about building freedom in the long run. And that part of that is time freedom. And developing a high level of income helps you in a lot of ways to have a lot more time freedom down the road. Absolutely. And so it, it, uh, it, I think there's a lot of things that are worth it about putting in a good effort when you're new at something and when you're young. And there's not a lot of success stories out there of people that didn't get there that way. <laughs> you know, like it just is so unrealistic yeah. to get to a high level of success without that. So true. So true. Well, as we get close uh, to wrapping it up here, Dan, um, you also talked about uh, continuously learning. And you've always impressed me as somebody that is always learning and always teaching. And uh, I think you demonstrate that day in and day out. And even though we haven't chatted in a long time, I, I've seen some stuff that you've put out there and a couple of videos and so on. 
I'm just curious, what are you, what are you reading right now? Or you know, what's top of mind for what you're learning and, and kind of digging into? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, the passion for reading for me, Chris, goes back to when I was at Cutco. And my original manager said to me, hey, man, this guy, Tony Robbins, is coming to town. You got to go check it out. And I was like, all right, well, what do I got to do? He's like, well, you buy a ticket. I said, okay. He said, it's 595 bucks. I said, <laughs> like, I'm going to pay 600 bucks to go to a seminar. And he's like, yeah, you are, man. You're, you're, come on, let's go. You're going. And I'm like, I can't afford that. This is my manager. He said, well, I know what your paychecks are and I know you can afford it. So let's do this. And he dragged me along to see Tony Robbins in 1990 Yeah. in April. I was 19 years old. And um, Chris, it sparked a passion in me for learning that has never died. Learning motivates me to put the new skills into action. Uh, learning motivates me to share it with others. And that's really an important part of what, what, uh, what I get excited about. One of my, you asked me what I'm reading now. One of my favorite writers I've discovered in the last few years is this, uh, a woman named Dushka Zapata. Dushka Zapata. Yeah, Z-A-P-A-T-A. She, she's a great follow on social media. If you're listening, pause this thing right now. Go follow her on whichever platform you hang out on. She posts on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn daily. She writes an essay every day and posts it daily. And they are so freaking brilliant. They are just amazing. And uh, I love what she writes. I don't necessarily agree with every single thing she says, like any great thinker, right? We're not always going to agree on every single thing, but I just feel like she takes complex life subjects and dissects them down to the most simple language that's so clear and easy to follow. And um, she's brilliant. So because she writes an essay every day, she puts them into books, right? After six months, she's got 180 essays. She just puts out another book every six months. And all her books are awesome. Um, I have one of them. It's just out of reach over here. But her last book is called For All I Know. It's a checklist book. It's a book about just different checklists on things she's learned in life. And, uh, and that's one of the things that, uh, that I love is just uh, reading and following Dushka. Yeah. Wow. The consistency of doing that. That's incredible. I know. Every day. Wow. Every day, another amazing essay gets churned out, posted. She's um, one of the top writers in the world on Quora. I believe her Quora posts have been viewed over 200 million times or something along the lines of that. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, so Dan, as we wrap up, I always like to ask my guests about, um, you know, what do you do to give back? Or is there something that you're really excited about from a charitable perspective? Because it seems like the most successful people I know, they tend to give back as much as they, they take out of this world. You know, what are you, what are you doing nowadays? Yeah. So I'm uh, on the board of a national nonprofit that is called Reading Partners. Reading Partners supports childhood literacy in about 12 metros across the United States. Chris, if you saw the statistics on um, literacy in, the, in lower income areas of the United States, you would be stunned. The percentage of kids at third grade level that are reading at the proper level uh, is in the 30s. Wow. Exactly. And if kids aren't reading at the proper level by third or fourth grade, they're lost. It stops being cool to learn how to read. And, um, and these are kids that end up in the prison system. And it's just, it's not a positive thing. The great philosopher Janet Jackson 
began one of her songs with a quote that was, we are in a race between education and catastrophe. And I never forgot that quote, that line. And it's something that I believe in deeply. And so I'm supporting this cause of childhood literacy. Oh, wow. Well, how do they, um, so how does somebody get involved or how do, how do they help the people do, they just bring on mentors to help them with reading or? Yeah. Reading Partners is a one-on-one tutoring model. So in these 12 metros that the, they participate in, they have anywhere from eight to maybe 20 schools in each metro and they send volunteers. It's a volunteer program, all volunteers into the schools to uh, read with a kid for one hour a week. Wow. Um, it can be done. Obviously, they transitioned to Zoom during the pandemic, so it can actually be done virtually as well. So if you're not in one of those metros and you want to help you know, tutor a kid once a week, you can do that as well. Uh, readingpartners.org to be able to get more information about it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, I believe deeply in, and I think is one of the most important things we can do. Sure. And let me throw one other one at you. We had a Cutco alum who lives in Oregon in Bend named Jamie Bianchini, who went on an eight year, 80 country bicycle trip around the world on a wait for it tandem bike so that he could invite total strangers to ride on the back with him for as long as they wanted to. No way. Some rode for a couple minutes, some for a couple hours, some for a couple days, and some for a couple weeks all through their country, showed them around, gave them places to sleep, eat, all that kind of stuff. One kid in Uganda told Jamie he wanted to start a school for orphans. And Jamie gave him a few instructions on things to do and said, do these things. And if you, you know, email me, I'll give you the next step. And the kid did those things and Jamie helped him with the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And years later, the school opened. It's called Good Hope School. It's in Uganda. They support orphans and other needy children uh, throughout their area. I want to say they have 200 kids or something going to this school now. It's pretty crazy what uh, this young guy has built. And for about three or 400 bucks, you can support a kid for a year to go to that school. Wow. And, uh, you know, if everybody listening to this thought, well, sure, I could support one kid right? We could connect you with Good Hope School in Uganda. And, uh, you know, you could support a kid. That's incredible. That sounds like an incredibly interesting person to be able to, to do that across the country and, and then follow through with this charitable uh, cause. Yeah, th- thanks for bringing that up. So Dan, if uh, somebody would like to reach out to you or get hold of you, what's the best way to connect up? Uh, I would say um, you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. And uh, just Dan Cassetta, pretty easy to find, or dancassetta.com is my website. Podcast episodes are all on there. I've got some blogs on there. And there's a contact me link as well, where you can reach me. And I am sure that there are some listeners out there that have sold Cutco at some point in their life. So definitely go check out his podcast. Uh, I've listened to it and it's a kick and it's a little bit of a blast from the past. So Dan... Really nice to catch up. I'm so glad we were able to connect up and thanks for coming on today. All right. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating, and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. 
Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thank you.